This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RedBullRant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald, and this is episode 166. How you like me now, son? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody saw a supporter shield coming at the beginning of the year. I know we didn't. We were saying, like... That we were gonna make like the we we're gonna make the playoffs, but it wasn't gonna be pretty. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was pretty much we were expected to make the playoffs by default because there's six teams in the league. Six pretty teams much to make the playoffs. You know, yeah, we, we we were we were expected just out outperform TFC basically, which yeah, we still, we still did, but TFC outperformed TFC. So I mean, yeah, well, this is a city that this is a city that thrives on low expectations. I mean, who the Mets were, you know, supposed to go 500. The Giants weren't supposed to be in, fifth, in first place at all. And now the Red Bulls weren't supposed to do anything. And the Jets, for that matter, weren't supposed to be as good as they were. So when you don't expect things, good things happen. And now, got to, just in case. Eh, just a, a little knock on the yeah, wood. <laughs> so uh, Truman's not here. Apparently, he's out at some show somewhere instead of doing ours. God knows why, but... Um, <clears throat> I think you're seeing Carrot Top and uh, Gallagher, you know. It's a, you know, the, a dual comedy review, you know. I hope he gets a free smoothie out of the deal. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, otherwise, what's the point? I mean, yeah, I mean, smash watermelons with props. Yeah, you might as well get a smoothie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so New York Red Bulls over Chicago Fire 2-1. to one, uh, Wouldn't support a shield, even though FC Dallas won. Their FC Dallas only won two to one, so goal differential, like we said last week, really did help the Red Bulls. Even though there was no way Dallas was scoring like eight goals, so that that was going to happen. Um, at one point, it was two nothing Red Bulls, and I believe it was like one, maybe one one Dallas, and we were like looking good. We didn't even need a goal differential. Dallas scored on a ten man San Jose. Red Bulls gave up a goal like the seventy fifth or something minute to Chicago, and of course, we spent the rest of the time. Going, dear God, dear God, please no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I towards the end of the game, I was literally scared of my TV. Gonzalo Verón, go to the fucking corner. <laughs> like, ah, uh, just uh. who wasn't? <laughs> I, I don't know. I saw somebody say that he loved. He was he was happy with Verón going for goal. I'm like, you're trying to kill a game off to win the shield. Don't fucking risk it. <laughs> of course, if he had scored a, scored a goal, I'd be singing a completely different tune. So there's that. Uh, but So let's wrap up our re- last regular season game of 2015 with our usual like and dislike. So, Pat, what did you dislike about this game? Um, you know, it, it's just going to be that it wasn't at home. You know, it, it's because, uh, you know, I went to the Sporter Shield game in 2013. It was a really special moment uh, to share with all the fans there. So uh, really, that's it. It's just a petty... Uh, you know, dislike there that, you know, I just wish the game could have been home, wish uh, more fans could have seen it live. 
you know, I, I envy those who made the trip out to Chicago. Uh, I'm sure they had such an amazing experience, especially when the team came to them at the end of the game with the Shield, which I don't think many expected the Shield to actually be there. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, that's really it. I mean, because there's really not much more. Yes, I suppose you can, like, you can dislike that the uh, Chicago put us on our heels towards the end of the game. But um, really, in the end... That doesn't matter. And even the fact that they went on the road doesn't matter. So uh, too many good vibes. So I'm just going to take the, take the petty, you know, wish it was a Red Bull arena again. All right. I'm not going to go for petty only because I feel like the Red Bulls made a tactical choice to sit back and basically park the bus, mm-hmm. except for the, uh, the odd counterattack at the end of the game. And honestly, I, I agree with Chet Messing. You know, you guys were up to nothing because you pressed. Why not continue? It's not sure. like... I mean, granted, I know, I know this team is susceptible to a counterattack, but Chicago was not countering you tonight, that night. So why not just? You don't have to press as high. Just don't stop doing what doing what brought you there. Like the whole reason we got the shield is because of pressing. Why not continue? That's- yeah, and then that's definitely true. I mean, they definitely did kind of take the foot off the gas. But and I agree, a little bit earlier than they should have. Um, you know, made it a, a bit too more exciting. It's a bit too much exciting for, uh, you know, uh, for us fans. So, uh, yeah, and I think, I think that's a uh, valid, certainly a valid dislike. There. And, and I, I know it was probably a tactical change. Um, I know when I went to the game in Philly, they brought on a fifth defender specifically to close out the game. So it's not like this team hasn't done that before, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, you guys, or the team made comments this week that they were going after the Shields. They were up to nothing against a, a, a Chicago team that really, up until they scored a goal, didn't look like they wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. So why not just keep the foot on the throat? That's that's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. All right. So, Likes, what did you like the most about this one? Uh, I think that I like the fact that we have our second trophy in two years. Uh, I think those 20... Those, uh, what however many years without a trophy are good and dead. I mean, this, this team is now a, uh, the, their trophy case is filling up, uh, a bit quicker than we should expect it. I think we have, uh, the Red Bull, the good benevolent Red Bull Corporation to, uh, thank for that for, you know, making hard decisions that benefited this team greatly. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's a good time to be a Red Bull fan. I mean, I never thought it was a bad time except for maybe two months in January. Uh, to be a Red Bull fan, uh, and it's just this is some of the best soccer we've seen in a while. And uh, it, we were just rewarded with another trophy. Uh, let's just hope that there's another one in the coming weeks. Uh, what I want to know is why do teams forget Bradley Wright Phillips on corner kicks? Because that was the second <laughs> week in a row that Wright Phillips is sitting near the back post alone on a corner kick. Maybe it's Chris Wondolowski syndrome, where like for, for some reason, despite the fact that you know the guy's dangerous, he somehow loses you. I, I I have no clue. I have no clue. Maybe. I yeah. mean, like, it, it was almost the same exact play. It was a flick-on header to Bradley Phillips oh, yeah. with the back post, who was just one-timed into net. And, it, and the weird thing was, like, when I saw the replay, I'm like, he is level with the goalkeeper when this starts. How does nobody know he's there? Like, it's not like, he's, it's not like he started, like, on the opposite corner. Everybody forgot about him. He just slowly crept up. No, he was in the middle of the box when it happened. <laughs> how does how how do you, how do you let a guy who was the best goal scorer Jay, in 2014 do Jay, that? Shh, shh, don't let them know. Don't let them know. If they listen to the show. They might figure out how to defend him now. Well, 
I'm sure Brad Phillips can come up with other ways to score than just that one. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's it. Red Bulls win the Shield on a two to one victory, supporting in the stands with the fans at Toyota State, and on top of all that, breaking the quote curse of Toyota Park. First win ever at that stadium. So, if you're gonna win the Shield, what better way than breaking a curse in the process? Absolutely, and the Jinx, man, that's only gonna give you good vibes. And uh, even though Jinxes aren't real, but we'll get into that with Daniel. All right. Um, so, when do I, I get to say my likes and dislikes? Oh, hey! He, wow, you jumped in on me without. Oh God, wow, that's you impressive. Suckers. You guys hey. just ignoring me like this whole time. I've been listening for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Hey, I, look, it's Truman. I didn't, I didn't even know you joined. Good, good job with the stealth, the stealth join, Truman. That was impressive. So, since we gave our like and dislike, go ahead, Truman. What are your, what's your, start with your dislike. What are yours for the game? Uh, nothing. What am I going to dislike? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? The only thing I'm going to dislike is, uh, the fear of certain doom in those final closing minutes of the game where you were just so nervous that something bad was going to happen. Uh, especially when you're watching the Dallas game at the exact same time mm-hmm. and you're watching them take the lead and then the Red Bulls are only up by one and you're, I mean, we're pretty much sitting on the end of our seats just freaking out, <laughs> screaming at every play, yelling, go to the corner! No! <laughs> Don't that's, try to score a corner! That sounds familiar. I, I scream that a that's whole lot. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's my only uh, dislike. I mean, the last because uh, winning the Shield, they said, winning in Chicago, winning at Bridgeview, which they hadn't done before. Uh, taking control of the game very, very early on with that uh, first score by BWP. I don't know. what else, you, you can't you, – you got to love it. Yeah, so we all predicted a win, uh, but I'm not going to talk about who predicted it exactly right and happened to win the predictions trophy or the belt. Uh, uh, yeah, I can talk about that. I will bow down, uh, me being the legitimate two-time champion, no matter what the results say. So uh, I think I held the belt for a long time. You know, I'm kind of like CM Punk in that way, being the champ. But anyway, yeah, we, we all said that they were going to come out and win, and they came out and won. And they didn't fuck around. They got the early lead. They controlled almost the entire game. Uh, what are you going to do with a kung fu kick? Uh, you're not going to stop that thing. So, uh, yeah, just absolutely massive, massive, great result. Traveling fans there to watch him win. Can't ask for anything more. All right, so I really don't want to do this, but I, I predictions I have to. You can skip it. It's fine. We don't talk about okay, it. Okay, we skip it. Okay, we're we're good. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Moving All on. right. Uh, well, that's it for the first part. Then we can go right there. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I want to hear our predictions. I want to hear a rundown of predictions. Um, a bunch of people were right. A bunch of people were wrong. Yeah, I don't know who was right. Who was wrong? Who might be the champion of the season? Uh, well, let's see. I predicted the win. I predicted the win. Bobby Santana predicted the win. Steve Toto, Truman, and that's it. All of you yeah. bow down to my glory. <laughs> I will rule with a reign of terror for the next year. <laughs> well, we all thought he was going to be humbled over this victory, but, uh, <laughs> Why did we ever? Why did we ever think I was humble? Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna get back. We're gonna have on with us Daniel Forestine. We'll be back with more Red Bull rant right after this. The champ is here.
Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. We want to welcome back onto the show for the God knows how many time <laughs> from uh, <laughs> the podcast Forestine's Fire on Blog Talk Radio, Mr. Dan Forestine. Dan, welcome back to the show. Gentlemen, thank you for having me back on. I miss you guys. I'm glad to be back, and let's go ahead. We got some explaining to do, I guess. <laughs> well, first, since Truman's not here, we have to, I have to ask you, what do you think about his absence today? It is unacceptable. It's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a Travis sham mockery. <laughs> I have no idea because honestly, we're recording this part first, so I have no idea if Truman's going to be on for the two seconds. I just want to get in there now. Um, that's right. That's what I did. Um, all right. So New York Red Bulls went to Chicago, two-one victory. Nervy last 15 minutes, but pulled it out, won the supporter shield for second time in three years. What's your first take on all that? You know, let me just say this. Um, you know, we all loved Mike Pecky. You know, he was the legend that got the first piece of hardware for the Red Bulls back in 2013. I mean, that was a great moment back in 2013, Red Bull Arena, four goal explosion by the Red Bulls to secure the regular season title. It was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, great elation all over uh, Red Bull Arena. This is a little bit of a different animal because there was some purpose to this regular season uh, title, the Supporter Shield, that I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what was going to be this season. I'm, I was not one of those saying the Red Bulls are going to have uh, a bad year. But at the same time, who knows what Jesse Marsh and Ali Curtis were going to do? Uh, you know, who thought uh, he was uh, on his last legs with a soccer career? Uh, Sasha Kleischen transfers over from, Bel- from Belgium and Anderlicht uh, to play here. Uh, Sam was ready to go. I thought Sam had a better year this year than he had last year. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, more complete player. Uh, we all know what Robles can do on the back line. And I think the real question mark was the, the was the back line, to be honest. Um, we didn't know what was going to be with Perinel because of the full, you know, he barely played. He only played like maybe in one or two Champions League games uh, or three towards the back end of uh, the group stage, which, of course, they got eliminated in. But, you know, Zubar, we saw him being this uh, rugged, hard-nosed uh, French Defender, which of course, unfortunately, couldn't play most of the season. But when he did play, he was solid in the on the back line. He scored a goal or two. Uh, but I think Matt Miazga was the big surprise. Uh, we knew that he was a little bit rough around the edges, but I think that Concacaf Under Twenty World Cup qualifying tournament down in Jamaica, I think that really helped Matt Miazga become a better player. And even playing on the Under Twenties in the World Cup showed that he was an absolute boss on the back line. Still, you know, once in a while, maybe a couple of poor decisions. But the truth of the matter is, I think Matt Miaz is one of the saving graces of the season because he grew up right in front of our eyes playing on that back line. And Kemar Lawrence, that pickup, was absolutely fantastic. And look what's going on now. Rumors, of course, Newcastle United is scouting him and for the Premier League. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he won't leave. But, you know, and it's not just that. It's also the USL team. Anatole Bong, Sean Davis, and even Anthony Wallace. Now, I, the way he played coming in, cold off, you know, from the practice squad, playing reserve games with the USL team and the USL 
league. I mean, those two bombs he scored. I mean, I call him pinch hitter because he's up in a pinch, ready to fill in, and plus he nailed those balls from distance. So it's pinch hitter for me. It's his new nickname that I like to give him. But still, I think what Ali Curtis and Jesse Marsh did uh, surprised a lot of people. And, you know, this supporter shield is more of a purpose than a relief. Uh, yeah, it's just, you, it's funny. You bring up an interesting point about the beginning of the season because, if you, as you recall, you know me, you, and Michael Lewis all were on your show. We all, none of us had um, the most kind of optimistic view of the season. Uh, but you, you bring up a great point about Matt Miazga because I mean I think that was something that we all agreed upon. He was somebody who was going to have to step up this season, and I 100% agree with you. I mean, he truly was the saving grace of the season. I mean, we, we only have a small sample size of Ronald Zubar. Uh, but that Toronto game alone makes you think that one, two, three of these wins may have been draws or losses in a, if Miazga was not on the field. So absolutely. It, it's absolutely a fascinating thing. Um, really yeah. uh, I'm trying not to ask sarcastic questions yet. Uh, <laughs> ask me sarcastic questions. <laughs> okay. You go sarcastic questions now? We're all friends here. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think was most uh, responsible for breaking the jinx at Toyota Park? Do you think it was uh, Jesse Marsh and uh, Ali Curtis, or do you think it was my uh, braggadocious tweets that happened on uh, Sunday evening? I was ready to kick your ass for that one. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. Honestly, <laughs> I was ready to go. I was ready to call Jason and say, Jason, where does Pat live? I'm ready to kick his ass. <laughs> about but, a half hour from you. About a half okay, hour. Half hour. It's not that. Yeah. I'm f- I will find you. I will kill you. No. Um, honestly, uh, uh, I'll go with a little bit of both because, you know, we need some comic relief every once in a while, Pat. That's for sure. But you know what? To be honest with you, I think this time around, um, it was definitely Jesse Marsh that basically told the guys, you can't come back to this house of horrors and not come home with the shield. I mean, everything that was surrounding them, I mean, it's all baby steps, I guess he kept on saying, but the truth of the matter is that even he had to realize and recognize, which he re- later on did, everything came together. Everything was fantastic. Everything is finally coming together, and he knew what was going to happen. And he had to make that prediction at Red Bull Arena after they clinched the East. Uh, you know, home field advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs. And now you have, if you get to the final, you host the final at Red Bull Arena. And who knows, part one and two already happened. And then there you have it. Let's see what happens now in the playoffs. But, you know, it's really what Jesse said, because the last time they got there, um, even you can tell they just weren't playing at their best even though they got the penalty in the first 10 minutes of that first uh, trip over there. And you saw, I mean, granted, Chicago played a makeshift starting 11, but still, though, you know, anything that happens at Toyota Park, you never know what's going to happen there against the Chicago Fire team that's still, even on the last day of the regular season, it's still a mystery how they're going to try to find a way to beat this team, and they always have. But finally, they get the, they break the jinx, it's all over, Everything is now right in the world, and they support. Uh, they celebrate the Sports Shield at Toyota Park. All right, now I I kind of hate to take this turn towards the negative, but um, Jesse Marsh made some uh, in a press conference on Tuesday. Uh, was asked about the chip on the shoulder attitude and if he was if he was fostering it, and in what was probably a very honest answer, he said that uh, the team took comments made by the media and fans 
that were negative and use that as motivation. Now, we're going to talk about the comments first and then the reaction second. So first, what what are your thoughts on his actual comments? You know what? I don't really have a problem with him saying that, to be honest with you, because it all depends on, you know, who said what. And I know that uh, I'm trying to be as open-minded as I can about Jesse Marsh coming in. I mean, the truth of the matter is this, is that Jesse knew that what happened that night after the whole Frank Lampard debacle happened with New York City FC before New Year's Eve 2000, you know, for 2015, the whole Mike Petke thing uh, happened and Jesse knew what was going to, I mean, Jesse, what are you going to do? You know, all the comments, if not from the local media, but maybe from the national media uh, were basically calling the Red Bulls. I mean, let's say, face it, this is the most dumbest thing they've ever done. And now what Jesse Marsh has done has basically told the national media, maybe even some members of the New York media, hey, listen, eat your crow. And even though I try to be as even keel as possible, was there a plan? There's always a plan. It's not about is there a plan. It's about can you execute the plan perfectly? And if you can, well, then the, the the soccer media needs to eat crow. I tried to be as even keel as possible. I mean, you can't ignore what happened when Ali Curtis just said, goodbye, Mike, you're done. I don't care if you won the Supporters Shield in 2013. I don't care if you made that big run uh, that ended in the Eastern Conference Finals over at uh, Gillette Stadium in 2014. I have my own I have my own vision. I have my own guy that I want to bring over. And that's what Curtis did. It was a very bold move. We can always talk about this because, you know, let's be honest, if it's not for that town hall meeting, and I think Steve Cangelosi on MSG Network said it best when they won the Supporters' Shield, a season that started tumultuous, uh, you know, turmoil. It, I mean, you know, volcanoes were erupting. You know, I, mean, I remember that night on Twitter, and I called Truman, and I said, what the heck's going on? Are you seeing this? And he couldn't believe it either. I mean, you know, no, no one could – ever imagine what would have happened uh, for this entire season. I think, I think to be honest with you, I think Jesse, even though I say he's only for a one-year contract, I, I think that Curtis believes in Jesse. If they were barely going to make the playoffs, I still think he would have kept his job regardless. But the truth of the matter is, I don't blame Jesse for thinking that because he already knew he was behind the eight ball at home. All right. Now, and I, I am saying we tread lightly on this one, but – um, there. We, I think we have to talk about it. There was a fan reaction to Jesse Marsh's comments, um, and I think somewhat understandably so. Fans were upset to see that they were part of the reason, and it was probably more of a lump, a blanket statement by Jesse more than a pointing fingers at any particular person. And honestly, I most of the Red Bulls fans I see on Twitter were never that anti Jesse Marsh. They were anti Curtis for firing Pecky, but they weren't anti Marsh. And they weren't necessarily anti-team either, so you know, it's take what he said the huge grain of salt. But what do you think of the reaction by some, not all, but some fans to Marsh's comments? I think once again, look, I came from the seats like you guys. I started uh, in the in Giant Stadium in the seats, uh, and then I went to the ESC, and then from the ESC I went to covering the team. And as much as I always respect. My fellow fans, of course, the ESC, the Viking Army, the GSS guys, even the Vipers Nest guys, you guys, you know, the whole South Ward. And I'm not trying to single out 
the guys at all. I love everyone. But in my opinion, and look, if you want to disagree with me, you can. It's okay because I'm always going to be defending you guys. But in this case, you got to take your medicine like men and women because the truth of the matter is this. Everyone exploded. And it's a natural reaction. Everyone went after this whole thing. Everyone went after Jesse. I mean, it took a while for the first town hall meeting that everyone started to feel like, okay, we believe in Jesse now. It took him a while throughout that town hall meeting. And throughout the entire season, Jesse was on point. And all I can say is, is that at times, we as supporters need to take maybe a little little criticism, take it on the chin, raise your hand and say, yep, that was my bad. I did wrong. So, you know, if they feel, hey, listen, I, I supported you. Well, how'd you really feel at first? Because if you were upset, you were rightfully so upset. Were you proven wrong? Yes, you were. So was the, some of the New York media, probably also most of the national media. And look at what happens. I, I just think that it's being overblown because let's not forget what happened in January, February, before this whole season got started. There were explosions on social media. Everyone was complaining whether they contacted, you know, they listened to my show for the whole pecky firing situation. Uh, listening to you guys, you know, everyone else that does a Red Bull podcast. I mean, look, raise your hand, admit you're wrong. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay to admit that, you're, that you were wrong and you just accept it now. Does Jesse have a right to say it? Some will say no, but I say yes. And you know what? Like I said, if you disagree with me, it's fine. Disagree with me. But, you know, even I feel at times, and even there are times when I was a fan sitting in the seats, I was very hot-headed. You know me. You, you, you know my temper. I would have, I mean, I probably would have just let everyone have it and no one would have stand, no one would be standing. So, uh, look, it happens. Just admit it. Move on. We got the playoffs, guys. It's kind of like people have short memories. It's like it's like it's like there was a fucking billboard. There was a protest plan before the first game, and, pe- and again, it's a select few. It's a minority of fans who are raising their like going crazy about what Marsh said. It's just absolute nonsense. It, you know, it's anybody who doesn't think they were like, oh, it's over. I mean, I thought it was over. I was like, oh god, I can't wait till the Red Bull sells his team. That's how I felt. I don't know if I ever vocalized it, but that's how I felt. So it, I, I, I think, yeah, the, the, rea- the reaction by, again, a very select few uh, to the whole uh, Jesse Marsh's comments is just absolutely absurd. Uh, it's, just, absolutely. it's just my – No, you you're know. right, and you're absolutely right. I mean, look, honestly, here's, here's how I feel about the people, the whole Red Bull out people, and this is my personal preference – those guys, if they want to come back to the fold, I will welcome them with open arms. I'm not forcing them to come back, but if the Red Bull out people want to come back, I will welcome them with open arms. It's those that went across the Hudson River to Yankee Stadium that I know that they're gone. They're never going to come back, and that's fine. You don't want to come back here. It's okay. We, I understand off you go. It's okay. But, you know, for those that are still fans, even though they're, they're part of the whole Red Bull out, protest i will welcome them back with open arms i don't mind them coming back look i understand how they felt you know it was a big big dark cloud that basically moved from yankee stadium to red bull arena because of what happened 
around the new year, just a couple of days after the ball dropped after New Year's Eve. So all I can say is I can welcome them back. I'll welcome them back. It's okay. If they choose not to come back, then that's fine. If they still want to support the team from a distance, fine. It's okay. But if they're willing to come back to the stadium, I'm, I will welcome them back with open arms. It's not a big deal. You actually, by bringing up Ripple out, you, it was probably a question I was going to end on, but now I might as well just bring it up. Two years ago on your show, Jay and I guessed it after the Rebels won the Sporter Shield, and you asked, is, is that so much or dead? And I said emphatically, yes. So since you just brought up Red Bull out, with this supporter shield, is Red Bull out dead? You know, I have to be honest with you. That's not really a question for me. Um, that's probably a question for the Red Bull out guys, and I'll tell you why. Only those people can tell you how they still feel about this team and ownership. Only those people can tell you. It's not dead until they say in a collective it is dead. So right now – I really can't answer for them. Do I think it's dead? To be honest with you, right now, no. Until, who knows? My guess would be if they bring back the big trophy that's been eluding this franchise for the last 19 years, not counting this year because we got a playoff uh, games to uh, go after. But right now, I can't answer that question for you, Pat. Those guys have to answer that question for you. All right, so... You mentioned the big trophy still left, so let's let's get off of this and let's go on to what's coming up. Uh, as of, I guess, like an hour ago, the New York Red Bulls know their opponent in the uh, the start of their playoff push. Uh, D.C. United, the same team that they beat for the first time ever in the playoffs last year, uh, in the same exact round, actually. Uh, this time, the venue's been reversed with the Red Bulls being the higher seeds. They'll host the second match. Um what are your general thoughts heading into this playoff series? Let Lloyd Sam partner with BWP so he can torch this team like he always does. <laughs> Put Make it a 4-4-2. They won't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, let me just say this right now. As of this moment, the New York Red Bulls, I know that regular season moving into playoffs really doesn't mean much, uh, you know, but the point is this, is that D.C. is right now playing one game more than the Red Bulls have. And I know that at the moment it's at RFK. And here's the thing. The Red Bulls, when they went into RFK Stadium uh, after they shellacked them 2 nothing at the home opener, they were down 2-0 really quickly from Perry Kitchen. And he scored two big goals that came out of nowhere. Uh, big goal from Perinel. Do <laughs> And, uh, yeah, well, I'll miss that guy. Uh, <laughs> but Lloyd Sam is the DC killer, man. You know, he scored a sing- he scored a goal in all three games this year, uh, both at Red Bull Arena, uh, the one at RFK to get that big equalizing, uh, goal to get the 2-2 draw and, uh, put the, you know, put, put the fear of God into DC United. But I'm telling you right now, um, the Red Bulls should be the ones to go out there and to get a result. I really believe that Jesse Marsh is definitely going to have these guys ready to go. He knows already what this rivalry is about. He knows what to do down in RFK. And the reality is this. They need to score many goals. Away goals rule is implemented now since last, uh, since last year in the playoffs. 
try to get as many away goals as possible. I think it's time to have Sam paired up with BWP, maybe as a withdrawn striker, <laughs> carry the ball, and just show, just put the fear of God into Bill Hamid. <laughs> Here's the truth. Bill Hamid is the only thing that's going to keep DC United going. And if you bury the ball more than once past him, you know he's going to lose it. So it's you got to get more than one goal past Hamid, especially at RFK, if you want away goals to really count when you get back to Red Bull Arena on November 8th. So DC's kind of limped into the playoffs. Um, at one point, they were top of the Eastern Conference, dropped all the way down to uh, fourth place, and uh, honestly got lucky with uh, Mark Iger not calling a penalty kick towards the end of that game yesterday. So, in terms of away goals, do you really think they're going to be necessary for this, for the Red Bulls going forward in these two games? You know what? Here's here's my opinion about that. Yes, because once again, this is a rivalry, and when it's a rivalry, all bets are off. It's all hands on deck. I mean, you really got to make sure that you pound them into submission and away goals. Because look what happened when DC – I mean, well, first of all, DC couldn't do anything after the first five, ten minutes of the first half when they came to Red Bull Arena. And Henri passed, made a nice, gorgeous backheel pass to BWP who buried it. And then Lou Dula had that great goal uh, to make it 2-0. And they avoided uh, an away goal being scored on them in the first leg. So what they need to do is they need to put in many away goals and make sure when they come home that DC doesn't get a sniff of the net. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was time to drop it. Even though we weren't talking about him, might as well mention it, right? Yeah, that's right. What, I wonder if Wetsa Metro will make a Ghost of Louie and Dula post this time. I hope so. <laughs> I pray to God someone does. Jay can do it. Jay's good with that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not good at the, the videos, actually. <laughs> the other Jay, Jason RBNY. That's oh, right. Well, yeah. yeah. Give him a call. Yeah. Um, why do I never have? How how was I able to nail that NYCFC interview and then every other interview? I can't come up with anything because you were the, the only one for the interview. Yeah, <laughs> you got to put pressure on me, man. Pressure, pressure. Oh man. Well, you get to um, ask the last question. How's that? Yeah, yeah. I got to think of something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just start playing Manamana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's try it. Because you can't hear, the thing is, you're so thorough. It's like I don't know what the hell they ask. Oh man, Pat McDonald has been stumped, ladies and right. gentlemen. Hey, how's it? How's this? How many times are we going to hear this at RFK on Sunday? Okay, you will hear that song being sung at RFK by the visiting Red Bull fans of the South Ward three times. Wow, Ooh, that's a huge. Those, those are huge away goals if you get three. Wow. I know. I'll, like I said, I'll take two. It's fine. But you know what? If you put in three, let them limp to Red Bull Arena for a, for a week, and then you just bury some more, and it's all over. Like I said. Sam needs to be withdrawn behind BWP. 
<laughs> you, you assume he isn't already. <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been pinching in all year, so I know. All right, well, Dan, thank you for coming on. Um, since Pat's got nothing else for you, well, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> <Da-da, da-da-dun. laughs> there you go. Soundboard's getting full use tonight. Look at that. That's right. All right, but anyway, Dan, I know you've been on a bunch, but where can people find no you? No problem at all. I'm on Twitter at capital letter D, capital letter F as in Frank, lowercase E U E R S as in Sam, T E I N, uh, fansfavorite.com, soccernewsday.com, uh, also blogtalkradio.com forward slash four years teams fire, no apostrophe S. Have fun, everybody. Thanks again, guys. Always a pleasure to be on. All right, Dan, thank you once again for coming on, and uh, we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Uh, we want to thank Dan for coming on the show once again. Uh, you can read his stuff at those sites that he talked about because I don't know off the top of my head. And Forest Seeds Fire on Blog Talk Radio. Um, so, New York know their opponent after today's match. Um, BC and Montreal advanced out of the knockout round, so New York will take on uh, DC, as I believe Montreal was the number three seed. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Montreal was the three seed. So we so the Red Bulls will be facing DC in a home and home. The first match is on Sunday or Sunday, November first. Start time to be determined. Broadcast station to be determined because fuck MLS and they're not setting schedule ahead of time to make things easier on everybody. Um, we won't we won't know what happens until after the Portland Kansas City match, which as we record this segment is currently uh, about to go into stoppage time in the first half. At zero zero, so that can possibly be a long game. But anyway, Sunday Red Bull Red Bulls will travel down to DC to take on United. Uh, I think I saw Viking Army say that two of nine buses were already sold out. Um, there's so a lot of fans expected to go down. I guess especially the weekend. Um, so let's get into our predictions for this one. Uh, Pat, you're up first. What do you think is going to happen in leg number one of the Eastern Conference semifinals? Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, going into this weekend, this this is kind of like, or these last couple of games, I should say, this is the game I wanted the most. I mean, D.C. has been, was in a swoon, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, they haven't looked good for a while now. I mean, they dropped all the way, I believe. I believe they were in first place at one point this season. And uh, while they never looked pretty, they were cruising for a while. Um, you know, it, it, it's... But I am nervous. I'm going to admit, I'm nervous. It, I didn't factor in the whole thing of, you know, despite the fact that they've been bad lately, they would still have to win to get here, and that win might do something to my psyche. Uh, so I, I am confident going to this team. I, I think, you know, the Rebels have proven time and time again this season that DC is a team that they, they have their number. Um, you know, none more obvious than the final home game at Red Bull Arena where they just took DC to town. But, 
they remain a dangerous team. They absolutely remain a dangerous team, and I think believe they'll be dangerous at home where it took two very late goals for the Rebels to get the draw. Um, that all being said, uh, I'm not. I'm definitely not as confident as our guest Daniel Forrestan, who predicted three goals for the Red Bulls. Uh, but what? I, yeah, Daniel Forrestan predicted three goals See, for the Red Bulls. This is what happens when you don't show up on time. Yeah. If you don't hear what our guests have to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not that confident. I do believe it'll be a tough, tough matchup. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a one-one draw. Uh, I, I think uh, our defense will keep DC in check, uh, but I, I and I believe that we our offense will be kept somewhat in check. So I believe it'll be a one-one draw on the road in our kit. So who's scared of Fabian Espindola? Anybody? The refs. Yeah. Uh, boy, that dude is running his mouth. So I don't know where he gets the room to run his mouth about wanting to play us, but whatever. I did not make predictions in the playoffs. We all know this. Last couple of years, I just don't do it. But what I will say is this. I think they absolutely have the talent to, if not get a draw on DC, um, keep, it very, keep it within a goal, and they will score. And I think it's going to set them up nice going home. I really do. I think they're going to be... I mean, what they've shown is being dominant at home against it, so... But it, it, this is D.C. United, and we know how it goes in the playoffs, the freaking history of these jackholes. Anything can happen, uh, but I really... I How can I... There's the Shield winners. How can I not like their chances going into these two legs? I really do. So no prediction from me. Uh, expect a very, very close game. Predict the Red Bulls to get at least one goal, hopefully two, and uh, come home ready to get pumped up in front of the, uh, the home pants. After that prediction, I kind of wish we had on the soundboard the old ML, uh, the old uh, SNL bit, Monday Night Football bit of Will Ferrell's Dan Faust saying, "I think the team with the most points will win the game." <laughs> Should I John man it up for you? You know, yeah. if you score more than the other team, uh, usually you win the game. That's what usually happens. Boom. Oh man. Uh, okay, can you, can you make this prediction? Will there be smiles on the buses home or fights I between so. sports group? Okay. I, I don't think it's going to get as, like, I don't think it's going to be so bad that it's going to be a very quiet ride home. It'll be a quiet ride home because then everyone will be drunk and passed out, for sure. <laughs> um, because, but I think, gonna, I think because the people, Bull, are gonna, cause people are going to wake up set Sunday already hungover from party night before. They're going to drink more on the bus, drinking in the stadium, yep. and then they're going to be on the bus just like, uh, I'm done. You know, if you're a Red Bull fan and you're planning on celebrating Halloween on both Friday and Saturday night, just stay drunk the whole weekend. You know, it's just, <laughs> just sleep. Ha- have, sleep. A be- have a beer for breakfast. You know. Well, I mean, come on, you got the uh, EPL on Sunday morning. You have uh, Red Bulls in the afternoon. Why wouldn't you be drinking all day, right? Oh yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, wow. So, uh, sorry. Quick side note. Apparently, Unimos has their own version of uh, Steven Seagal. It's just really weird to see. Marcelo Balboa? I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, the show's called A Good Man. And all I saw is, I thought it was Steven Seagal for a while, and then I saw it was slightly different. It was like the same kind of look with the jacket and everything, and I was just like, whoa. That's, anyway. <laughs> all right, that sidetrack is done. Um, hey, Above the Law was a great movie. So uh, I, th- I think it's going to be close. I think the Red Bulls will still come out on top. I'm going 2-1. Red Bulls, um, maybe DC scores first, but I think New York takes care of business on the road, gets those two away goals. That all means so much more uh, going home for the second leg. 
where they'll have obviously the advantage of extra time if needed. And uh, if if they're already playing nine buses, I can't I can only imagine what the scene will be like at the scene with Rebels fans. I remember the playoff game last year I went to where I I think it was like twelve buses actually in total, plus whoever drove down separately. And uh, after the buses get there. The grills get set up, get going, and there's just massive, massive amount of people there just having a good old time before the game. And I think it'll be the same thing this year. And like I said, and like I said on Twitter, this happened one year, or sorry, eight days short of one year. And I think it will happen again. Well, I think we'll hear a few more than a few twists and shouts. It's like hearing the Beatles. And uh, apparently, apparently, Seattle is not doing twist and shout, from what I heard. <laughs> I didn't watch the game, but I heard some someone from OAM said that they did it, and just like why? I I know we're not the the first ones with it, but why? If you, if you're not the first, you can't claim it's stolen. No, but I mean, we're the first ones in the league, so at least there's it's still not stolen. Anyway. You can't. If you didn't create it, you can't kill him. It's stolen. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um. So, Truman. Yes. Your your very last regular season team of the week for 2015. So, uh, I could easily make fun of DC, but I'm getting their uh, asses handed to them by Columbus in the last game of the regular season. But since tonight still counts as the same week, let's make it fun of another team that got their asses kicked, and that is TFC. Playing Montreal and got destroyed by Montreal. Uh, I, I mean, did they even show up? I, I really don't know because they look god awful, which I find hilarious because all they talked about was celebrating their big playoff appearance, and they celebrated by um, getting crushed, getting absolutely crushed by their arch arch rivals in Montreal. Nothing is funnier. I think their fans were like half banned from coming there, right? Because they got in a little bit of trouble at the last game in Montreal. Yep. So, not looking good for you, TFC fans. I only know one, so I'm sure he's very depressed right now. But yes, let let us all make fun of TFC for getting destroyed against uh, the Habs. Uh, uh, Ives Glarsip actually posted a pretty damn funny video on his Instagram earlier. TFC uh, fans reacting to the game. It was like, it was just like, ah, uh, uh. like their their faces are tremendous. Yeah, there was uh, there's the, they showed a crowd reaction. The guy was just there going. With the beer in his hand, it was pretty. It was pretty funny to see. Wow! Although I, the most shocking thing I found about that uh, video was that as the TFC fan was holding a Budweiser. I didn't know Canadians drank Budweiser. Well, I think they're a league sponsor, right? Was that? It may, yeah, but just figured. Well, I mean, think about it. League sponsor. They they have to sell it in the stadium. Yeah, but they probably sell better beer too. Well. Yeah. You know, I assume there's some sort of non compete, so Molson's not there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. We got all the microbrew things in our uh, stadiums here in New York. There's probably got to be. I know I drank delicious beer and other in Denver for the snow game and in uh, Glendale, Arizona for the USA Mexico game. You know, they probably have a. I don't think it's just Budweiser. I think Budweiser can only exert an influence in the World Cup and force it on Brazil. You'd be surprised. Yeah, Budweiser. Oh wait, so okay, so Andrew Weeby just posted a photo on Twitter. Uh, I can't tell what kind of beer it is, but he's basically an emoji, so <laughs> it works. <laughs> um, all right, so 
Uh, last, our last little segment is the dumping ground. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about? I do, if no one else does. Go for it. Yeah, go for so it. So I had the dumping ground in the first place. Okay, good. So last week, uh, one of our listeners, uh, I don't think they enjoyed our visit from um, the ladies from Texas. I don't think he took them off. So you know what? Just I just want to let them know that uh, – we gave him a one-way flight over to Texas. They haven't come back. I don't even know if they have communications. I think they're lost. So <laughs> instead of uh, talking about them, how about we talk about uh, how shitty NYCFC was this year? How about we do that? Let's okay. pick on the Smurfs for a few minutes, shall we? <laughs> yeah, because they had a great season. Then they signed all those DPs, uh, couldn't sniff the playoffs, still playing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, fired their coach after one year. That was a great move because, you know, it was his fault he couldn't make three aging veterans gel together with a team of scrubs. You know, that's, that's Jason Christ's fault, of course. Uh, and then they go on their little message board and they are all whining about how we won the supporter shield. And one guy says, well, I was a fan of the Red Bulls when they won the first supporter shield and it was a big deal, but now it's not really a big deal. It's just winning a dinner plate. Oh, so Mr. Change Teams now thinks it's not a big deal. Oh, okay. So I just want to prove how fraudulent some of their fans are. You know, what, what a joke team. Absolutely terrible. I can't wait to whip them up more next year. It's going to be great. Who knows who they have on that team. Maybe they'll have Fat Ronaldo on the team next year. You know, bring him over. That'd be That'd be cool. Maybe David Seaman can play uh, keeper for him. He's not doing anything, right? He's even doing commentary. I don't even know what happened to that guy. Bring him over. He's probably only 85 years old at this point. So good job, Smurfs. You really, you really look good this year. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I agree. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know the. the, the NYCFC has been pretty bad this year. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I don't think they have a plan, a legitimate plan, uh, to, uh, going forward. I mean, Pulo is going to be a year older. Lempar is going to be a year older. David Diaz, the only one who's young enough who might still make, uh, a, a decent impact over the next couple of years. So, uh, yeah, for those of you who abandoned ship, I'm sorry, you know, because, uh, the good team is over here in Harrison. And uh, it's going to be a while. And then, again, it's been the big thing. And maybe us taunting them will probably maybe keep them going to bad soccer. But uh, the longer that team stays in Yankee Stadium, the worse it's going to be for that fan base. And I think you're going to see people jumping ship uh, eventually. Not next year. They're uh, full full fairness. They've sold 20,000 season tickets already next year, which uh, I'm sure – the oil conglomerate of uh, the United Arab Emirates is eternally grateful. So, uh, but uh, as for our bit last week, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm not here to make anybody happy. <laughs> there might be only one Texas lady next time. Because <laughs> I had no idea. Because uh, the one Texas lady seemed to be out of ideas last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're not the smartest women in the world. <laughs> I apologize to all the, the, the smart women that listen to our show. I'm just saying these two particular women, not not the brightest. I mean, they did go to the Cotton Bowl for crying out loud. It's just Texas ladies. It's not, it's not you know, our Red Blower ladies. Our Red Blower ladies are very smart. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. So, uh, 
Uh, I guess dumping ground for me, if anything, would be uh, now that Bruce Arena is out of the playoffs, does that mean he can get hired as his national team coach and rescue us? That, that's that's my only hope, you know. You want a rerun? Yeah, all right, fuck it. At this point, <laughs> I'll take a rerun because we're too tight up on the, uh, on the um, you know, World Cup to make a change to some unknown. So maybe a rerun for this year. And, I'll, and it's a better rerun than the rerun we're going to be going with, which is, uh, yeah, let's play a center back at forward. Is that a yeah. win? So Klinsman's technical director, Arena's coach? Uh, just fuck Klinsman altogether. Come on, just get rid of the guy. Seriously, I'm over it. I'm over it. Most fans are over it. Most reporters are over it. Uh, the people who are still on the Klinsman train, I have no idea what they're watching. I, I think they just must be watching reruns of 2013, where he actually seemed to know what he was doing, uh, and then stopped knowing what he was doing for whatever reason. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I'm, no. I'm going to guess yeah. I'm going to guess no. All right. We'll uh, this. If you want to go to Derby Road on Sunday, let me know. I'll be good to go if we get a couple fans to go. I will be at the game, home and away. I probably will not be at either game because life gets yeah. in the way sometimes. I, I will not. I will not be at either, but it's because I have faith that I will be able to watch this team uh, again in this playoffs. If uh, what's Veterans Day is November, right? I think. Was that Veterans Day is in November, right? That's the holiday this month. Yeah, November 11th. That's our Mr. Day, motherfucker. Yeah, if only that was actually on a Monday this year, like. I know it's, it's tied to the 11th, but that was on Monday this year. That makes it so much easier. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, let's uh, wrap this one up. You can visit us at whatsametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Help us by supporting the show at patreon.com slash red bull rant. You can email us your thoughts, questions at – I should probably actually check the email now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to check the email mid-show because I didn't do that earlier. Um, RedBullRant at gmail.com. Um, you want to call us during the week, call us at 973-348-5329. All right, no, G- no uh, emails, by the way, so we're going on that. Nope. Yeah, uh, nope. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant, Twitter at RedBullRant for the show, at DocTheStooge for myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us for iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash Red-Bull-Rant. All right, last words before we get out of here. Prove the naysayers wrong and win. Yeah. Uh, two trophies isn't enough. Get three. I had a very bad thought. I'm not going to – I'm going to cut that out. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this is has been episode number 166. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Late.